Hello everyone, my name is Sky Menhart and you are listening to Manic State of Mind, a podcast where I discuss my journey with bipolar disorder, mental health tips, and more. Welcome to the show. Hello everyone, welcome to today's show. My name is Sky Menhart, your host, and you are listening to Manic State of Mind. Now I'm not going to redo the whole intro because you guys just heard that, but I did want to speak today before we get into the topic. I wanted to speak today about the direction I want to take for season two, how I want season two to be a little different from season one, and how we are going to move forward with this podcast. So before I get into this though, I wanted to say Thank you so much to all the listeners who support this podcast and for everyone who is new and returning. I just want to say thank you so much for listening today. I really appreciate it and I am so thankful for each and every one of you. I've received several messages over the past few weeks from listeners who have just expressed their gratitude for this podcast and I just want to say Thank you to those of you who have sent me these kind messages. They make my day, they warm my heart, and they encourage me to keep going with this even when I feel like giving up. So I want to say thank you so much to those people who have sent me messages and to all my lovely listeners. I appreciate you guys so much. So number one, I wanted to speak about something that I thought about. I was trying to think about like what a fan base name could be for this podcast, and I decided I'm going to call you guys the maniacs, my maniacs. And I know that sounds kind of like, oh, but we're not all maniacs, guy. Yes, but this is the this is a good name. This is a good name because it fits with the show and it's something that makes me happy. So welcome back, maniacs. What's up, maniacs? How are y'all doing today? Thank you for listening. Um, going into season two, I wanted to speak about broader topics within re- in regards to mental health and mental illness, I want to speak about broader topics, not just things that affect people with bipolar disorder, but things that affect people with depression, anxiety, panic disorders, any kind of disorder. I want to speak about topics that affect all of us. I also wanted to do more research and study some statistics and share those with you guys just to help you get a broader picture of what's going on in the U.S., in the world in regards to mental health, how people are affected by mental health every day, and how many people are affected by mental health every day. I also wanted to share a few good books and some passages from books that I have read that have really helped me along my way with my journey with mental illness illness and bipolar disorder. And I wanted to talk about family issues, friend issues, and trauma. So these are just a few things I want to bring into season two and I want us to discuss together and learn about together. And I just wanted to mention that before we begin so you guys can kind of get a get an idea of where the direction is going of the show and what you can expect in season two. So once again, thank you so much for listening and let's dive into the show. So today I wanted to speak about, before we get into our first topic, I wanted to speak about a statistic. This statistic that I looked up online, 13% of the world's population suffers with mental health and substance use disorders. 13%. So I wanted to say that today because you are not alone. And that's what I want you to know before we get into today's topic, you are not alone There are many people going through what you go through, and I understand how it is to feel like you have a unique struggle. You know, I've often felt like, well, nobody understands me, nobody's going through what I'm going through, and I, I, you know, I'm unique, and nobody gets it, and I'm all alone, but that's just not the truth. 
And as I've made this podcast and received so many messages from you guys saying, hey, I've had a similar experience. Thank you so much for sharing. I've realized that I'm not alone. And so I am so thankful that we are creating this little online community of people who have been affected in some way by mental illness. And this means a lot. And I'm so thankful for you guys. And I wanted to share that statistic before we get into today's show because I feel like it's relevant and it can kind of help us in the direction of the show. So first, I wanted to talk about asking for help and how this can be such a struggle. So when I was first going through mental illness as a kid, as a, you know, 11 to 13 year old, I was suffering from depression and anxiety. And honestly, I remember my first anxiety attack and I don't even know, I didn't even know what to call it. I didn't know what an anxiety attack was. I didn't know what depression was. I had no words to describe what I went through. I just remember getting extremely anxious. My heart was racing And I felt very panicky and scared for no reason, even though there was nothing to be afraid of. And so I just remember feeling so lost and alone with my mental illness. I had no idea what was going on. I had nobody to talk to. I tried telling my parents that I was depressed, but this was in the 2010s. So people were not aware of what depression really was. People were not talking about it. There was such a stigma around mental health, even more so than there is today. And I didn't know who to turn to. I didn't know what to do. When I told my mom I was depressed, she just said, oh, okay, well, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. And I'm like, I'm trying, but that's not working. And it just took a long time before I could get the help I needed. But I was so afraid to ask for help. And I think there are a lot of reasons why we are afraid to ask for help. You know, we are afraid that if we ask for help, we're going to be judged because asking for help is it causes us to become vulnerable. And when we're vulnerable, we can get hurt easier. And people, we're more susceptible to people judging us and people, you know, saying mean things to us and not understanding what we're going through. And so I think I was going, I was struggling with that fear for a long time. And I didn't want people to think I was weak and that I needed help because I wanted to be this independent person who does everything on their own, who takes care of themselves, who pulls themselves up by their bootstraps and keeps going, you know? But the unfortunate thing is about, you know, the unfortunate thing about life is sometimes we just can't handle it all on our own. And as I was growing into this mental illness and as I was going through this, I was unable to seek help. I was unable to ask for help. I was unable to be honest about what I was going through. And this led to a lot of toxic stuff in my life. This led me into toxic relationships because I was struggling with mental illness, but I didn't want to admit that to people. And so I was hiding these secrets from them and they weren't really seeing the real me. And it was just getting really bad and I would be in horrible situations because I was unwilling to ask for help. This also led me led to me feeling isolated, like I was alone, like I was the only one going through this and I was very lonely because of it. And um, this can be... These are just causes of the fear of asking for help. And I think it can be really difficult because we we don't want to be rejected. We don't want to be judged. And so often it seems easier just to try to handle it all by ourselves. But the truth is, some things are just too big to handle alone. 
And asking for help is not a sign of weakness, it's actually a sign of strength. Because you are admitting that you don't have all the answers and that you are not (laughs) always able to take care of everything on your own. And that's not a sign of weakness, that's a sign of strength. Because you're able to admit when things get tough. And so you're probably wondering, well, Sky, I understand what you're saying. I get it. It's important to ask for help. But when is the right time to ask for help? Now, before I talk about this, I just want to mention that I am going to speak about suicide. So if you are triggered by that, you might want to skip through this part. But I just wanted to let you know I am going to speak about that. So the right time to ask for help, it is hard to say because for each of us, we, we each have our own experiences. We are all different. We all go through things differently and we know ourselves better than anyone else. So I think you, if you know yourself really well, you will know when the right time to ask for help is. You will be able to be aware of that. But for me, whenever I... I know I need to ask for help is when my mental illness is interfering with my daily life in a negative way. Now, this can be anything from just experiencing depression and me seeking help through my therapy and asking my therapist for some tools that I can use to get me through this depressive spell. Or it can be, you know, for my bipolar disorder, if I'm not getting enough sleep, if I'm dealing with insomnia as I do, that can really affect my mood in a negative way. And that's when I know I need to seek help from my psychiatrist and I need I need to ask him, you know, what can I do? How can I change my meds or how can you change my meds so that I can get to sleep easier and that I can be rested and be able to handle life? So another time when you need to ask for help is when you no longer feel like living. Now this is when I'm going to get into the suicidal stuff because I know it's hard to talk about, but I feel like I can't have a podcast about mental illness and avoid the topic of suicide because that's just not fair, it's not right, and it's not real. So um, I am going to be leaving articles and links in the description of this episode also the suicide hotline number and the NAMI helpline number so if you are feeling suicidal please call that number or talk to a trusted friend or loved one and just know you're not alone it's going to get better I believe in you you can do this so you know I know when to ask for help whenever I stop wanting to live whenever I feel so depressed that I am thinking of hurting myself, that's when I know I need to ask for help. And this can be extremely hard, especially when you're suicidal because these suicidal thoughts can kind of take over your whole your whole brain, all of your feelings, and make you feel like you don't need to ask for help, like it's too late for you. But this is just not the case. And that's Honestly, like I felt suicidal this this past year, like in February, I was feeling suicidal and I made a plan, you know, but, you know, I made a plan to end it all. But I reached out to my mom last minute and I was like, hey, I need help. I'm really feeling suicidal today and I don't want to do something I regret. So I think it's really important to have that discernment and be able to tell when it's, you know, when to ask for help before it's too late. And I think that's something that people who are victims of suicide often feel like they can't ask for help. And so this is why I want to make this episode, because I want people to be able to know that asking for help doesn't make you weak. 
it just makes you in need of help and that's not a that's not a bad thing that doesn't make you a bad person that doesn't make you a weak person it just means you need help and that's okay it is okay to need help so I wanted to end this portion of the episode with a quote that I found online by Les Brown and it says this ask for help not because you are weak but because you want to remain strong I think this quote is a really good way to wrap up this portion of the episode because it just kind of reiterates the point that I made, which is, you know, you're not weak because you ask for help. It actually makes you strong because you know when it's become too much for you to handle. So I want to repeat that quote again. Ask for help, not because you are weak, but because you want to remain strong by Les Brown. All right, guys, so I wanted to end today's episode on more of a lighter note and speak about some resources that are available to you if you are seeking help for your mental illness. So first, I wanted to say, like I said in the beginning, 13% of the world's population are affected by mental health and substance use disorders. So just keep that in mind as we are moving through this show, 13% of the world is affected by what you're going through. So there is some kind of comfort knowing you are not the only one who's experienced mental illness. Now, I understand because I went through this when I was first diagnosed. I felt like, oh, my struggle is so unique. I'm the only one in the world who has this. Nobody understands me. I'm all alone. I'm isolated. Nobody gets it. My struggle's unique. Um, But after a while, I had to realize that my struggle is not unique. And honestly, that realization kind of made me feel a lot better about things because I realized, hey, if other people have lived with what I have and made it through and become successful, then I can too. And I've done a lot of research on, you know, people who have had bipolar disorder just to kind of make myself feel less alone. And I can't tell you how many artists, how many poets... How many famous people today struggle with bipolar disorder? Just to name a few, Kanye West, Demi Lovato, Halsey, B.B. Rexa, a lot of people we know today who are entertainers who are in the public eye struggle with mental illness. And so I encourage you to look up these statistics, look up these these people who have gone through what you are going through and just kind of let it sink in and let it help you feel a little better because you are not alone. So the great thing about living in 2020 is that the stigma is leaving. The stigma is going down. The stigma about mental illness is retreating. It's retracting. It's getting smaller. And that is an amazing thing. People are slowly opening up to this idea that, hey, it's okay to talk about mental illness. It's okay to talk about how we feel and what we experience every day. And this is such a beautiful time to be a part of because even when I was growing up, when I was dealing with bipolar disorder at a young age, I had nobody I could look up to or talk to about it or, you know, be open about my mental illness with, I was so afraid because of that stigma. But now the stigma is decreasing and we are able to be open and speak about this. And so seeking help, looking for help for mental illness is not as hard as it used to be. And the amazing thing now is that we do have technology. We have mood tracking apps. You can get a brain scan if you're rich. 
There are different ways to take your meds. There's injections. There's like different things. There's so many options. There are more studies and information available about mental illness than ever before because of the internet. And that's amazing. It's so awesome. There are different types of therapy for people who don't want to do the traditional way. There's hypnotherapy. There's the tapping therapy. There's online therapy. There's telehealth appointments. It's just a really great time to be mentally ill. And I'm not saying that as a joke. I'm being honest. Like (laughs) compared to the 1800s, if I was living in the 1800s, I would be locked up in my family's attic that's just the truth because they didn't know about lithium back then baby okay so it's important to know the era in which we are living and how this can really help us there are so many options online i have found therapists through psychology today you can go on psychology today and find a therapist near you you can find counseling on better help which is an online therapy service. And I've heard lots of good things about BetterHelp. There are online support groups. If you're looking for a diagnosis, you can, (laughs) I I don't want to encourage people to diagnose themselves. Obviously seek a professional, but you can find a lot of resources about psychology, about therapy on YouTube, on Google. Anywhere you look, you can find stuff about mental illness and it can really be helpful. And so I just want people to understand That just because you feel like you're the only one going through this, it doesn't mean you are. And this is why I wanted to wrap this episode up with the encouragement, with the encouraging part, because you are not alone. There are so many people who have gone through what you are going through and they have made it. They are successful. They have a good life. And so I don't want people to feel like giving up because of what they go through. You know, it's it's going to get better. I remember when I was first, my first therapy appointment or one of my first therapy appointments, I was so depressed. I was going through a depression where I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't eating. I was just up all day, up all night, having so much anxiety, so much depression. I felt horrible. I didn't feel like taking care of myself. I just didn't want to live anymore. And I remember going into that therapist's office for the first time. And I sat down on the couch and I was probably, I think I was 14 or 15 years old. And I just started crying to this therapist and just saying how I just wanted this horrible feeling to be over. And I just felt like I would never feel better. And she looked at me and she said, it's going to get better. And she said it like that in this very straightforward, assertive way. It's going to get better. And I know some people might say, oh, well, that's kind of like, oh, like tough, kind of mean. But it honestly made me feel so encouraged because one person was finally telling me that it would improve. And guess what? It has. It has improved. And if it's improved for me, it can improve for you. And so I will be leaving links to a few resources I've found online, links in the description of this episode. If you're looking for a therapist, if you're looking for online counseling, if you're looking for some mental health support, if you're looking for a number to call, I am leaving all of this information in the link as a link in the description of this episode so that you can find the help you need. And I just want people to understand, like, don't underestimate the power of a Google search. There are so many resources on the internet that are available to us just by using your phone. 
just Googling psychologist near me, therapist near me, psychiatrist near me, and you can find what you're looking for. And that's the great thing. And there are many affordable options of care if you don't have insurance, if you don't have the money to pay for a therapist. BetterHelp is a great option because they offer affordable online therapy that you can do from the comfort of your own home. So I think it's really important to be aware of all the options you have. Because sometimes asking for help isn't as simple as just, you know, opening up to your family member, opening up to your friend. Sometimes you kind of have to seek that professional counseling, that professional level of care in order to receive the solutions you are looking for. So I just want to say it is possible and you will be okay. It is going to get better and you don't need to worry about how it's all going to turn out because you just have to trust the process and trust that it's getting better. Now, I'll admit to you, when that lady, when that therapist told me it will get better for the first time, I honestly, there was only a shred of hope in my heart that what she was saying was true, but I decided to believe her, and so I kept seeing her as my therapist, and things really did improve, and you know, looking back on from, you know, that time in my life when I was 14, 15, to now when I'm 23 years old, and looking at how much my life has improved since then, I mean, it's an amazing difference. I am a different person than I was when I started. And so I want people to be aware of the power of time, especially if you choose to make good choices with the time you have. Time can be the best healer of all, but only if you do the right thing with your time. And So if you are thinking about going to therapy, if you are thinking about seeking help, but you're not sure, you're feeling held back by that doubt and that fear, I just want you to know it's going to be okay. You just have to do what's right for you and make that choice for yourself to improve your life. So my dear maniacs, that is all I have for today's episode. I just want to say thank you so much for listening. If you are a new subscriber, a new listener, thank you so much for joining the Maniac family here on Manic State of Mind. I am hoping to be posting transcribed videos of my podcast to YouTube soon. I am just waiting on getting a computer at this point. So hopefully we can make a YouTube channel very soon and I can start posting more content on there. I'm very excited for that and I will let you know when that becomes available. But I just want to say thank you guys so much for your support. Thank you for your wonderful messages, for your sweet comments that you have left with me. They make my day. They make my life better. And I hope you guys have enjoyed today's episode. I will see you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in to season two of Manic State of Mind. Have a good one.